Learn the most advanced recruiting techniques. Land the most desirable talent. Launch your company towards massive success. This is the Higher Power Radio Show with Rick Gerard. Let's stop talking about diversity and inclusion as a strategy. And here's why. Diversity and inclusion needs to be built into the DNA of your company instead of being treated with kid gloves. Besides, hiring like-minded people is bad for business. Today's quote, our diversity is our strength. What a dull and pointless life it would be if everyone was the same. Any idea who said that, Mr. Batman Cohen? Lara Croft, Tomb Raider. Oh, Angelina Jolie. Was that a Tomb Raider quote? Oh, sure was. Oh, I did no. not know that. I just knew it was Angelina Jolie. No, just Angelina Jolie. It's just the only thing in the world I equate her to. Sorry. <laughs> wow, fantastic. I'm Rick Gerard, and welcome to the Higher Power Radio Show. Our mission is to help entrepreneurs and hiring managers avoid costly hiring mistakes. We identify a specific problem and provide proven solutions to solve your company's toughest hiring challenges. So you win the hire. We do this by sharing insights from top-performing rebel entrepreneurs, disruptors, and industry experts like our guest today, Mike the Batman Cohen, founder of Wayne Technologies, which is a recruitment and training search firm. Mike has over a decade of experience placing technologists, recruiters, and business development professionals in and has conducted training for corporate and agency recruiters. Throughout his career, he's learned several things, and he's committed to paying it forward. Number one, can't make it on your own. You need a community. Number two, being a good human is more important than data. Couldn't agree with you more, my friend. Mike contributes uh, articles to SourceCon and has a chair in the program committee at ATAP, And he helps run SourceCon Houston, as well as he's a brand ambassador for ERE, which makes him a fantastic guest for today's topic because he speaks quite a bit. Mike, welcome to the Higher Power Radio Show today. Hey, Rick. Thanks so much. I I do speak quite a bit. And uh, I'm I'm one of those people who self-profess to enjoy the sound of my own voice as long as I don't have to listen to it on recording. So I I won't be listening to this (laughs) after we do it. (laughs) Well, you probably should. You know what? I've had to force myself to listen to them. It's painful. I'm not going to lie. All right. Today, we're going to cover why diversity and inclusion is not a strategy, which we hear all the time. It's a very hot topic. And we're going to talk about how to embed diversity into your company's DNA while staying true to your core company values. Mike, why is diversity and inclusion such a hot topic? Man, that's a, that's a great question. And it's interesting coming from a, a mid-30s white male talking about this. So uh, <laughs> any of my listeners, excuse this, uh, but I'm this is something I'm really passionate about. So uh, as Torin Ellis, who I refer to as the herald of diversity and inclusion, says, the black and brown communities are growing and matriculating faster than any other community. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think that organizations are also starting to realize uh, that diverse uh, diversity, excuse me, uh, and diverse thought doesn't just come from people who went to like different schools or study different subjects. It, it comes from from deeper things, background, upbringing, geographic locations, et cetera, right? And of course, you're getting different perspectives, that. right? Yeah, exactly. It, it's a, it, it is. It's a different perspective. It's a different paradigm through which they're able to see business and problems and come up with solutions, right? And all companies these days are saying, uh, we want females, we want minorities, we want orient, different orientations. Seems like it's a bit of a feeding frenzy for it, right? It, it is. 
Oh, it's an absolute feeding frenzy. As someone who places software engineers, if I'm introducing a female software engineer, companies are like, oh my God, that's amazing. Let's talk to her, right? Oh, yeah. Um, if I submit somebody who's a female engineer to one of my clients, they usually want to talk to them. Right? Yeah. Um, and I, I think that that's, that's interesting. Well, I, I'm assuming we're going to talk about that. Yeah, we are. In a little bit. I, oh. I think the last reason it's a hot topic, and I'd love your thought on this, is candidates in the market, millennials and Gen Z, are placing a large focus on corporate culture, on their mission, on their values. And, and one of those big areas for people is uh, diversity and inclusion, right? Like I, I'm a borderline millennial and I, I was brought up with zero bias whatsoever towards race, religion, ethnicity, sexual preference. It just doesn't even like phase me. And so if companies want the best candidates, focusing on DNI is going to be a must moving forward. It seems to me there's a flip side to that too, where is if you're focusing too much on DNI, then you might be missing the best person who essentially might not fill that criteria, right? Oh, that is such a great question. We we can dig into that in a minute. So shouldn't we though be concerned with really hiring the best person? And that's the question that we're gonna set out to answer, really. Yeah. The short answer to your question is always yes. You should always seek <laughs> to hire the best person. Yes. Um, but, but what does that mean? Right? Have you defined what the best person means? Is the best person to your organization the tactile person who's able to perform tasks A, B, and C with extreme efficiency and proficiency? Okay. I would argue that it's not hiring for skills. Not arguing with me, preaching to the choir there, brother. <laughs> I, I think there's a, the human element, as I, as I said, uh, one of the things you mentioned about me, which I, I totally believe in, uh, being human is more important than the data, right? Tactile things are data, but the human element of creating a diverse thought pattern and a diverse focus on solving problems, that's, that's where you're going to find the quote-unquote the, the best candidate. So very true. And you know what? You just brought up what could be the, our next episode that we're going to have to do later on down the road. So you're listening to the Higher Power Radio Show. I'm Rick Gerard. I'm your host. Book me to come speak at your next corporate event. You can reach me at rickgerard.com. And we're speaking to our guest, Mike Batman-Cohen, the founder for Wayne Technologies. We're talking about diversity and inclusion. This is the meet where I really want to dig in a little bit more. Maybe let's play both sides of the coin on this one. What do you think, Mike, where we're talking about the pluses and minuses of, of this, right? So I think I brought it up early. I mean, you should be focused on hiring the best person. And I agree that you need to have really diversity in thought. You need people who can challenge you. You need people who can effectively come in and enhance the organization through their perspective. Is that not what we're really trying to get at through diversity and inclusion? I, I think you I think you hit the nail on the head, Rick. I think a lot of times, and I'm not I'm not going to downplay. I, I get the, some of the importance here, but a lot of times people are focused on, oh well, we need to hire more black people, brown people, Asian people, whatever whatever it may be, right? Uh, as opposed to understanding why, why, right? That's the DNI strategy of like, well, we need to hire more of these people. That takes care of the diversity piece, but that's certainly not super inclusive. Right. And not like I always give an example of this and I apologize to anybody listening if I offend them. But like this is like when when someone would call a white person racist and they're like, no, I've got a black friend. Right. That's exactly <laughs> what a racist person would say. right? And it's like that's 
that's not depends where you live, I guess. Yeah, it's home in Texas, man. Uh, that's <laughs> sorry, Texas. That's not inclusion. That's diversity, and that's different. So your DNI strategy, if you have a strategy for DNI, you are automatically discluding the fact that you're inclusive, because it's either a value and part of your mission, or it's a thing that you're trying to achieve for the sake of achieving it. Because don't you don't have inclusion. You know, therein lies the issue of, okay, well, within a culture of company, you're not necessarily going to have inclusion. You're going to have different sects of people who interact and work together. I mean, you'll have two teams on an engineering team that don't really talk to each other. They might have two separate personalities. You've got these little camps that are set up within an organization that aren't necessarily inclusive. So I think Am I going I off the one, deep end on this one? <laughs> no, no, no. I think I think what you're what you're talking about is actually at the core of this issue is the the idea of culture versus diversity and inclusion. Diversity and inclusion is not an aspect of culture; is an aspect of business, right? I, I think uh, I think when you and I were discussing earlier, you were the one who said, uh, "With more diverse thought." Uh, and more people looking at a problem through different perspectives, you're going to come up with a better, more efficient and proficient answer. The, uh, you said that so much more eloquent than I did. Thank you so much. <laughs> I, was, I was going to you have that. Uh, <laughs> uh, it, the cultural piece is separate, right? Having, um, having people talk together and sit together at lunch and all that, that's that's a cultural and a management team engagement uh, collaboration issue. And so for some reason, I was actually thinking that was a little bit more along the lines of inclusion. But I, I get what you're saying. It's not a cultural thing on yeah. the inclusion side. Yeah, it's a business thing. Yeah. Then there's the argument that hiring like-minded people is bad for business. I think if you have a whole bunch of frat guys who are sitting in a company, I mean, there are successful companies that have that. And they do pretty well, but couldn't they do so much better if they had diversity in thought? Oh, yes. So this is something I was actually talking to Torin about and mentioned to you as well. Um, and sorry that I keep mentioning Torin. No, mention him all you want. We're going to have to get him on the show uh, next. A lot. Oh, my gosh, yes. So uh, one of the things I like to think about when I'm thinking about DNI, uh, you'll notice DNI sounds a lot like DNA. Um, is that a coincidence? <laughs> yeah, it is. But that's that's not what's important. What's important is they sound alike. So I, I, when you're talking about DNI, that has to be baked into the DNA of your company, not a strategy for diversifying the you know the human capital uh, to use the, the the linguistics there. So what what do I mean by that? Um, I think we can all picture in our heads what like a DNA helix looks like. Those twisty little strands with the little things connecting them. Sure, um, they're super cool. I love looking at those things all day long. Yeah, AGTC. <laughs> um, so, so if we think about corporate culture, right, each company is built on some type of DNA, the, the length of which and the size of which is determined by, you know, success and what industry they're in, et cetera. But the composition of that DNA is determined by the people who sit there. So, to your example, I always think of, you know, you're starting up a business, uh, you're in the tech space, what's like the dream scenario, right? And people think of like, oh, well, you know, these 
mid to late 20 something white guys who've graduated from MIT and Stanford and Harvard, UCLA, Champagne Urbana, and CMU, right? And then uh, the random person from Pasadena Art Center. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's exactly right. Cooper, there's one person from Cooper Union. So, yeah. um, But, and, and that DNA strand, right? And the example I give is that's like a DNA strand made of, let's say, like a a really nice mahogany, right? Now imagine that. Imagine that twisting braid with the intersecting pieces made of a mahogany, a beautiful carved piece. And mahogany is a great looking piece of wood, right? Wow, you're getting me super excited about furniture right now. I don't know why, but I'm just, I keep thinking that I should go to Bali and buy some furniture. (laughs) <laughs> That's what, every time I say the word mahogany, I think of Anchorman. So, like, we're we're not some on rich mahogany. <laughs> That's exactly right. Yes. Wheel it, so, uh, so you have this this DNA strand, right, made of this gorgeous wood. What happens in a fire, right? Well, in a fire, whatever that market or or internal catastrophe is, wood burns. And if sure. that's all your DNA is made of, that's going to burn. So, so let's add something else to the mix, right? Let's get some titanium in there mixed in with this wood. And now, okay, well, a fire comes. Well, yeah, it's going to mess your DNA up, but your DNA will still survive. But now what happens when you twist that DNA really hard, really fast, right? Well, that, that titanium is going to break. Okay, well, let's add another component, a super hard plastic, right? And, and I think the analogy can continue going, continue going. But the more diversity you have baked within the DNA of your company, the core function of how your business works, how your business approaches problems and presents solutions, the more resistant to market changes, internal changes, and any outside uncontrollable influence your organization will be. And I think that's the the foundation of diversity and inclusion. I love that analogy, by the way. I think that you illustrated that really, really well, even even with the Anchorman reference. Just saying. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you mean because of the Anchorman reference. I, I get it. Exactly. We talked about the desire to have different people is not a business strategy. When you're a startup company, it should be baked into your DNA right away. It seems like it becomes more of a problem. This DNI strategy becomes more of an issue or more of a buzzword when you're in a larger organization, correct? Yeah, I agree with that. Like, you know, you hear about Google has a full recruiting staff in and around diversity, hiring diversity, right? And they talk a lot about it. Great. But if you're a 10 to 20 person startup, you really don't need to think about that. You just need to think about the fact that you really need to find people who challenge the status quo, who can help the company grow by doing something different, by just having a different lens that they look through in order for them to provide a best solution for your customers. Yeah, I, uh, I, I was thinking a lot about this. I actually spoke to an organization the, this morning, um, and one of the things I realized in, in this call in the interview to see if, if, uh, if they want my help, I, 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 my wife calls it arguing, I call it debating. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, that's what I think the difference is between someone who wins and not the winner calls it debating. Um, don't know why I said that. Uh, <laughs> So we were debating uh, workflow processes for recruiting. And so I challenge anybody listening, if you're saying, okay, great, like, well, how do I do that? When you're interviewing someone, if they challenge you and they disagree with something you say, does that make you happy or does that make you angry? That's a great thing. You should embrace that. Yeah. 
someone tells me like, oh, I don't know that I agree with that. Here's why. Let's have a healthy conversation about it. Yeah. Right? And if they're willing to do that in an interview, no less, you know that that person's going to come in and not take things, you know, at face value for granted. They're going to come in with the intent of trying to add value and make things better based on their unique perspective. What happens is ego comes into play in a lot of those cases. Quite frankly, you just need to let go of that. It doesn't serve your business. So if you look at everything from the perspective of what's serving my business best, when you're hiring people, you're going to let people challenge you. You're going to, ha- you're going to invite those conversations and indulge them. God, you should feed off of them. They're, they're fantastic. Yeah, it's, it's part of the reason I like when I hire people personally to train and, and to bring on to my staff. I like hiring people outside of the industry. Right? So do I. I encourage companies doing this. Like, we want a product manager, or we want a software engineer, right? We want a software engineer who's worked in fintech. Like, why? Well, I, oh, because they're going to have you know an understanding of what you're doing already. Okay, so you're hiring a doer, not a thinker. Which that may be what you need. That's totally fine. But if you're looking to build diversity and inclusion, find people who approach your problem differently than you do. Not the same way. Best practices in any organization are determined by the people who create the better practice. So people who say, well, we want someone you know, who can build a world-class system, or we want someone who understands this system better than others, that person may not exist until you hire them and let them approach your problem differently. Well, also, that person may not be interested in doing the same thing over and over again. Nine times out of ten, who's going to want to go to another company to do exactly what they've been doing? I don't. Right. When companies say that, if if you find yourself saying that, right, like, we want to build, you know, whatever, whatever, like Google or like Amazon or like, I want you to know that what candidates hear is, hey, we just want to be like these other guys, right? And like, if that's what you want, totally cool. Do that, but understand then that the the room for DNI that you have already at a thought basis is really limited. Be be yourselves. Encourage yourself to hire smart people who think very differently and have different backgrounds and approaches, and, and learn to hire for potential, not buzzwords and lists of skills. Batman, Batman, Batman. Yes, <laughs> I just wanted to say that a couple times. So oh, like, oh <laughs> let's talk about perks. Things like ping pong tables and foosball and don't necessarily help the DNI cause, do they? Yeah, I'd, I'd go uh, one step further and say that they can actually hurt DNI cause. When you're having corporate culture built around things and activities, it sometimes can exclude people who aren't about those things or activities, right? If everybody in your company over lunch gathers around the ping pong and foosball table and competes and they keep score, and they, that's super cool. But I, I play ping pong, so like, bring it on, anybody listening. See, I'm not interested like, in ping pong at all. So I would be the guy going, mm, okay, I'm just going to sit at my desk and eat lunch. Not that I'm being antisocial, but it doesn't interest me. Right, but okay. So let's take that a step further. So the people playing ping pong at that point are building camaraderie building the type of thing that teams need in order to have those difficult conversations, right? I know you, Rick. I know that if you're going to come to me and say, like, hey, man, put your seatbelt on. I got some feedback for you, right? I know it's coming from a place of love and respect because we've built that level of camaraderie already. 
the guy not playing ping pong, not playing foosball, because that's not their thing, isn't building that camaraderie. And in that meeting where everybody's saying, oh, we should do this. Yeah, we should do this. And they have that idea saying, no, I know a better way to do this. I think that we can. They're not going to feel comfortable to step up. They're looking at eight people who spend every lunch together playing and building this this relationship with each other. And what you wind up doing is is kind of silencing that other thought. So this is an inclusion issue, really. It absolutely is an yeah. inclusion issue. So all these things that companies, especially startups, use to attract people, which is like we got a foosball table, we got a ping pong, we hey, we have free beer. That doesn't necessarily promote inclusion, does it? No. Not if no, they're I don't, I don't think that it does. Especially if they're activities that are like rally to. So if you're the odd man out, you kind of feel like you have to in order for you to be included. Yeah, Spotify actually hmm. does a great job with this in their office. They've got, you know, ping pong table and foosball table. They've also got like a roof lounge. They've got like a quiet space where people can meditate. They've got obviously music stations all hmm. over the place. Um, and, and stuff like that creates a more a more inclusive environment. It's it's difficult, and I understand that for people listening, thinking like, oh, well, how do I do that? We're a company of you know, 10,000 people. It's difficult. This isn't easy. If it were easy, everybody would be doing it. Of course it would. You know? Yeah. All right. Well, yeah, yeah. All right. So we have a few minutes left. Let's talk about how we should be executing diversity and inclusion into our company. Oof, the million-dollar question. There's no right answer to this. <laughs> I'll tell you, shameless. You know what? I, I actually have, I have an idea for this. You ever watch The Voice? Sure do. Blind Editions. Okay. Why wouldn't... I'm going to go a step further. You watch The Voice, right? Sure. Okay. So when a country music singer is on, who's going to get that person every time? <laughs> yeah, it's going to be Blake. Blake Shelton. Yeah. Right. Okay. So that, that is not diversity and inclusion. Yeah, good point. So, I, so the people who are saying, well, I use unbiased hiring techniques, well, that's great, right? Oh, yeah. It doesn't show me the picture or the name on the AI platform I'm using. Cool. Thumbs up. Nice job. You're taking the first step. But what are you doing to actually create an environment where the diversity is included, right? So like when people say, oh, we really want to hire minorities, I cringe at that. Just call it like you see it, right? Like I want to hire black people or brown people or white people or Asian people. Like why, is it, why are they minorities within your company? They're not. They're just other workers with different ways of thinking about things, hopefully, Right. Well, a minority at a company can be different. I mean, if you have a Chinese-run company, then you hire white people. That's that's a minority, right? Depending yeah, on the that's company. Exactly right. Yeah. So there's and really I no. I, I think minority is such a. I don't know. For me, it's a, a derogatory term almost. It kind of is. Yeah. I mean, let's let's call a spade a spade. You're a company of eighty white dudes. Right. And there's a, a black guy who grew up in an affluent neighborhood, went to Harvard University, studied the same classes, did all that. Is that diversity? I mean, yeah, on paper. Yeah. Good job. Right. Did you hire a quote unquote minority? Yeah, I guess. But like, is that what this is about? No, that's not. So, so number one, um, don't confuse non-biased sourcing with e and They're different. Right. Two. When you're interviewing candidates, seek to create uh, some type of friction and see how they handle it. Are they okay opposing you? Are they okay having their own view? And are they still being respectful? Right? If someone's interviewing with me and they have a totally different a, a view and they're presenting that in a way that I'm able to receive it and have a conversation around it, great. 
they come out of the gate swinging with an FU. It's like, oh, okay, well, it's, you know. Yeah, you want to look for a certain level of candor and curiosity in the conversation. And that's emotional intelligence. Yeah. So, so and, I believe that really what we want to do is we want to hire people who perform. You want to hire people who bring different perspectives to the table. And you want to hire people that challenge you. Regardless of who they are, what they look like, what you know, background they have, that should be your mantra. That's, that should be your mission for hiring. Agreed. And, and I'll challenge companies to say, hey, we all have like, yeah, I use HackerRank and um, Panya and all these other tools to you know, test people's um, tech abilities. What are you doing to test their behavioral stuff, right? I, I'm blessed. My, my wife is in um, uh, predictive behavioral analytics. So like I'm, I've exposure to a bunch of these tools. Um, but like, what are you doing to, A, test your current team, right? See where their common points are. Understand the core, how those common points line up with your values. Get rid of everything else. Find people who have those core two, you know, maybe three things that line up with your values. And then find people who are as drastically different from everybody else as you can find. You know, I was hoping you and I would disagree more and, and you know, we'd have like this. We're, I'm going to have to bring you back at some point just so we can fight one out. Like we have to find something we can disagree on passionately about. <laughs> it make yeah. for much better yeah. radio. All right. What are your key takeaways here? That's a great question. The, the key takeaways for anybody listening, the first one that I have for everybody is always going to be the same. Guys, this is tough. I get it. Stick with it. It will work out in your favor. The three points to take away for me, diversity and inclusion is not a strategy. It's a business mindset. The strategy you put into place is how you achieve that. It's different. Second, dissonance is a good thing. That's good. Friction is good. Be respectful, but understand that those tough conversations, those disagreements or arguments, if you're my wife, um, are what move your company forward. And then last, diversity is a mindset. Inclusion is turning that mindset into the norm. You need both. All right. So diversity is a mindset and inclusion is turning that mindset into the norm. I love it. We're just about out of time, Mike, for today's show. I want to thank you for your time investment today and welcome you to the Higher Power Radio community. Now, what would be the best way for members of the community to find out more about you and reach you? Facebook and LinkedIn would definitely be the best ones if you right. look for uh, Mike Batman Cohen. I'll, I'll be the one. All right. I want to thank our listening audience for tuning in to this week's episode of Higher Power. A quick thanks to our team, our engineer, Paul Roberts, our producers, Andrea Ballin, Shanti Ryle, and my executive assistant, Ayla Gerard. If you're listening to the podcast, please subscribe, review, and share. We need your feedback to up our game. Join the Higher Power Radio community at Higher, that's H-I-R-E, Power, P-O-W-E-R, Radio, R-A-D-I-O, dot com. And I want to thank our sponsors, our new sponsors, Clockwork Recruiting, and Hone It Software. Tune in next week. Uh, our guest is going to be Anthony Carmacho. Anthony is the founder and CEO of the Top Producer Factory. I'm your host, Rick Gerard, and you have been listening to the Higher Power Radio Show. Aloha. Thank you for listening to Higher Power with Rick Gerard on OC Talk Radio.